Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie, and this episode is hosted by Ryan. We are pleased to present to you actor Celia Rose Gooding, who plays the legendary role that was originally played by actress Nichelle Nichols, Niyota Uhura, in the Star Trek Strange New World series. Episode 206 of the show, which actually aired this past week, so we can talk about all of the spoilers and much more in this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring actor Celia Rose Gooding. Celia, it's so good to get a chance to talk to you again. Girl, I, you weren't kidding with that boss mode, were you? Because going into episode <laughs> Listen, six, you still, you still got it going. Say what? <laughs> Say it again. I got to stay busy. I thank you. Thank you. It's good to hear from you as well. Glad we got to chat again. Now, I got to warn everybody before we get into our discussion, you guys. Like, first of all, make sure you got your boss mode on because you can't talk to Celia and not do it, okay? You got to represent <laughs> Nayota right. Like, you got to make sure. But also, you guys, pause us and come back if you haven't seen the first six episodes of Star Trek. First of all, Star Trek New World, Strange New World. I don't know what you're doing with yourself, but go watch that and then come back. And then yeah. we'll chat about it so we don't spoil anything for you. But, okay. So, Celia, I want to get into um, what made you, like, what inspired you to take on this role? Because I just think it fits you so well. Like, what inspired you to take it? Thank you. That's such a compliment. Um, Actually, I didn't even know I was auditioning for this role when I was auditioning. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Because it's, uh, because Uhura is a legacy character, uh, casting wanted me to go in for the role with a pretty clean slate. Uh, uh, The character description of what they gave for me was the uh, for Uhura was the thing that really drew me to her they described her as this incredibly young brilliant gifted person but who doesn't really know the depth of their power or the reach of their impact and that was just really really inspiring to me to play a character who isn't super sure all the time I think being a black person being a black femme I I have Black women and femmes have been socialized and trained right. to walk yeah. into a room being at the top of their game. And uh, uh, that was sort of for a long time, the only representation that we had were people who were either the best at what they did or the bottom of the barrel. There was never like any in between. And I think that um, when I read that character description, I was like, this seems like someone who's playing both of those lenses and and playing between those lines very well of like, no, not knowing that she's brilliant, but has that capability within her. And then knowing that it was within a Star Trek franchise, I was like, this is going to be something serious. So I, I, I got to get my my claws in here. Right. Uh, and yeah, the, the universe delivered and here I am. I'm, well, you definitely got your claws into this one. And you know, before mm-hmm. too, I also want to ask you, before we really dive into some of the episodes, because um, there's so many powerful moments that are really leveling up this character this season. But I'm I'm excited to know what's the ride been like for you? Like finishing season one, going into season two. And you know, with your you kind of get the now you kind of she's an incense, she's an incense, and she's kind of get the mm-hmm. with, you know, like sit. You like real comfortable in it now. You kind of get to sit in the role a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, I mean the ride's been wild. It's it's I'm I'm still very young in my career and so I'm still mm-hmm. getting a lot of firsts out of the way and and a lot of people when I say that this is my first big professional tv job a lot of them are surprised uh and I take that as a compliment but um yep I'm one this 
<laughs> Thank you. That, that that means a lot because I'm, I'm I'm working with titans in our industry, so it, it feels good to keep up. Um, but the ride has been so rewarding, but also so educational. I'm learning so much about myself as a person and as an actor. I'm growing with this character who is so like globally beloved, and yeah. and I feel a lot of safety and security in trying new things but I'm also having to learn like what canonically within this character is a permanent constant and what is something that is changing and growing and evolving and playing that balancing act and having uh uh, uh this opportunity to showcase my talent as an actor but also showcase a uh, uh one of the many facets of representation within the black community it it, it just it's 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 a lot to to, to try and take in at once. Um, I think yeah. previously I described it as trying to uh, uh, trying to swim through a tsunami. Um, it's oh it, that that's yeah, a good description, yeah. Exactly, it, it's it's a lot a lot moving and rushing by me often, and I think it's my job to just <clears throat> excuse me to just go through it as as whatever version of myself shows up on any given day. Um, but the ride has been it's it, it's been it, it it has very much been a ride and I'm still sort of figuring out how to uh uh put it to language because a lot of it is just like deep and profound feeling um yeah. uh, uh and sort of just monitoring the feeling of it and working through it and honoring it and then trying to find the language for it later so right now it's it's a lot but it's it's so gratis gratifying and so satisfying and and it's just, it, it, it's so many pieces and so many moving parts. And the fact that I get to have a piece of all of it is just really yummy for an, for me as an actor. Yeah, I hope you get to, I do hope you get some time to like, cause I know it's hard now to kind of sit in it and kind of take it in a little bit, especially yeah, for yeah. black women. I think that's for me, what I identify so much watching you in this role, because you know, she's go, she's very go, she go gets it. She's a go getter. She's she levels up every time, but she doesn't make it seem like it's just easy, like it's a cakewalk. You know, she likes exactly. leaning on people and she's learning and picking up stuff. Um, but before we dive into that for episode six, what I loved about that, episode two, I wanted to ask you about. Um, yeah. Because Miss uh, Yatiti Bataka was on this episode, killing it as it the lawyer. And I was just like, as Mira, and I was wanting to know, like, it wasn't lost upon me that there was a Black woman playing a lawyer that was fighting about, you know, Illyrians, you know, getting their credit, you know, how do you fight for your rights or your individuality, you know, but still work within the system? So mm -hmm. I thought that was so powerful that that was something that was in Star Trek, you know, something we get the, you know, in the sci-fi world and up in galaxies that we get to kind of really zero in on this. And I was wondering for you as an actress, like on set, what was that feeling? And then like, there was even pans on your face. Like when she was talking, there were like these different shots where you were like, wait, wait, did you guys hear that? Like you could just see it in your expression. Mm -hmm. of what she was saying and I was kind of wondering how you felt on set during that episode uh watching Yatide work was such a gift for me as an actor uh, uh especially as a black actor especially as someone who I, I I really do look up to that's sorry that's my cat behind me um oh. uh I really look up to her and just the power mm. and the magnitude that she has. And I think for Uhura, it was so important for her to see that, mm. uh, uh, for her to see someone who looks like her, 
who who may not have uh, uh, the exactly same lived experience, but to watch another to, to to be playing a black woman, watching another black woman at the top of her game, but also in a way that is so. Two hundred two was a was a wonderful episode for Una and for Nira and for their relationship, but it was also just a wonderful episode to have in this time uh, yeah. uh, uh, to watch people fighting for their rights in the future and and mm. and not uh uh I feel like when we talk about social rights and civil rights a lot of the conversation happens in the past tense and that gives yeah. people a level of comfort to say oh that's not what we're doing right now we're beyond that we're not there anymore but to see a conversation that looks so similar to the conversations that are being had in courts today right. to see that in in a context that takes place in the future it, it was just that alone was so satisfying to be a part of as an actor but to the inner like mind palace of the character watching that was so inspiring for uhura and so inspiring for Sally because i'm such a fan of t-days um but those moments where you see uhura leaning in and is so engaged and is so fascinated by what's happening those were very real I feel like that fascination also came mm -hmm. from like my Celia as an actor watching an actor do incredible yeah. work just being oh my god that's so cool and to play a character who I don't have to put those feelings aside for that it makes sense to have those moments of wonderment and intrigue because of the context of the episode but um yeah I think Uhura learned a lot from Nira. Um, I think, uh, and that's the wonderful thing about playing the beginnings of a character. We get to see the moments that shaped her into the type of person that she is. And I think that episode 202 is a reflection of the beginning of the diplomat in Uhura. Um, I think we see it in the first season. Um, uh, Uhura has a wonderful way of settling a situation, of being a... a not a mediator, but a a, a calming presence. Someone mm -hmm. who can see that a situation is high stakes and instead of feeding into that nervous energy and making it worse, her instinct is to calm and to soothe and to to sort of take a step back and and not feed into the frantic energy. And I think that that is something that Nira as a character so wonderfully demonstrated. And so I think that is the beginning moments where Uhura learns like, oh, this is how you advocate for what's right, how you stand up for yourself and your community while also not presenting an opportunity for people to villainize you. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. I think as yeah. a black person, as a black woman, that is such a required survival-based skill um, to yeah, have. Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, Exactly, you understand. Um, but yeah, I could talk about how helpful that episode was for my sweet Uhura uh, uh, forever, but that was just the beginning of her continuing to learn the type of person she wants to be in this world and to see that representation so clearly and and to as an audience, have audiences that witness that. It, it was so satisfying. I'm going to say satisfying a lot because I'm very satisfied. But um, well, uh, yeah, yeah, it makes us feel like that as Black women in this sci-fi world that you don't get all the time. Like, I just think it's so mm -hmm. unique that she doesn't have to be like, you know, if they try to say it's over the top with her emotions 
or you know maybe she doesn't you know get to play in the role as much I just feel like it's not that when you're watching Strange New Worlds because especially like I'm gonna I'm a quick teasing everybody with it let's go ahead and get into 206 Lost mm-hmm. in Translation, which I think is just perfect, by the way, for when you talk about a communications officer, like the naming mm-hmm. on these episodes is just perfect. <laughs> but the fact that, okay, she's usually, she's very level-headed, right? She can figure out like any kind of language. Like I'm talking music notes, you guys, if you haven't watched it, like it's just amazing. But Thank she you. is just, she's frustrated because it could be labeled as starting this episode out that she's crazy. But she, mm-hmm. but she stays in the moment where it's like, and to not see her, she has moments where she needs help, but to not mm-hmm. see her break, I think was important for yeah. people to watch. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think uh, uh, my word for Uhura this season is human, um, mm, yeah. uh, uh, simply because those feelings that she was going through in that episode those feelings of frustration those feelings of anxiety those feelings of of real insecurity being able to have those feelings to present those feelings to to showcase those feelings while also not showcasing them as a as a a a as the destruction of her her feelings yeah. are not the destruction of her. Her feelings are the things that help her get her to the person that we know she's going to be. Uh, uh, and to play a character who we know is so capable, we being the audience, uh, who we know is so capable and we know is so right for what she's doing and to watch her not get in her own way, but to watch her view the things that make her so special as an obstacle is so human. It, yeah, it, it's it is. so yep. real. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I completely agree. It, it isn't the thing that breaks her, but it's the it's not the thing that breaks her. It's almost the thing that makes her. And yeah, I yeah. find that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're good because I, I just love hearing you talk about it because I me like watching it as a fan. I would have lost it. Like I wouldn't have known what to do with myself to be able to see her like really figure this out. Cause everybody kept saying, okay, you need to take some rest. You're overworking yourself, go in your room, just lay down. And you know, like even when it started to affect another crew member, mm-hmm. she was even like, okay, listen, something I'm telling you, something is not right. Like this can't just mm-hmm. be a poisoning. I'm telling you there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. And to know that she was freeing a voice that nobody else, nobody else in that crew would have been able to tell like nobody else would have been able to figure that out like this was an episode catered to her and I'm just curious like you know to kind of hear you keep talking about it but you know to add in a little bit about like where did you go like I guess you know psychologically what kind of research did you pull into really go into this role you know because it it was you can't just play at surface level like you really dived in you feel like as a fan watching this yeah, a lot of where I pulled from for that sort of um, emotional uh, uh, friction was a lot of my personal lived experience, um, mm-hmm. especially being young, especially f- understanding the undertaking that is playing a role like this and and understanding the, the pressure uh, uh, that comes with wanting to do something well. Uh, um, and feeling as though there are things internally within you that are holding you back from your best work. Those right. those conversations that Uhura was having are conversations that Celia wishes I had the 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 confidence to have because it's it's 
what Uhura is doing in this episode is an incredibly competent thing. It's really hard yeah. to ask, at least in my opinion, it's really hard to ask for help in the middle of a crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's really easy to get to, to, to once out of that headspace to say, oh, this is where I needed help or this is where I could have asked for help. But to know in the moment I need help now and to actively ask for it is such a, a, a strong quality to have and a quality that I believe more people if the world were a kinder, safer place, uh, uh, if the world reflected more of the values of Trek, I think that would be a, a more of an impulse for folks. But I think because we live in a very individualist society, it's really hard to ask for help. Um, yeah. And myself being a, a member of this society as, indiv- as individualist as it is, a lot of those moments of like, how do I go on when I feel like I have this weight keeping me underwater right the amount of times that Celia in therapy has asked that exact question um uh it it was so real and so I I again I I remember when I first read this episode for the first time I I called uh uh, one of the writers in the writers room Onitra and Onitra Johnson and I uh uh called her and I was like, who, who has been on the phone with my therapist? Who is in my journal? Who is watching me do my tarot spreads? Who is a witness? Cause this is too <laughs> real. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, a lot of it was pulling from my personal lived experience. A lot of Hemmer's, a lot of Hemmer and Uhura's relationship in that episode, I pull from my relationship with lost loved ones that I've had. Uh, uh, my father passed tragically uh, in the attacks on the Twin Towers on 9-11 and his spirit and energy moves with me through everything. Mm-hmm. And when I say everything, I mean everything. And there are some moments where I feel him with me at times where I'm like, I can't, I can't with you right now. I love you to, I, I love right. you down. Yeah. I need to, I, I, that, that presence is a lot for me. And mm-hmm. just like that with Uhura and Hemmer where she's trying to speak to the captain but Hemmer is in her peripheral being like there's something you got to say there's something you got to say you got to do it you got to advocate yep, for yourself yep. you got to speak up that is oh it's so real it, 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 it's, it's so good you guys like you mm-hmm. gotta go and just break down this episode watch it like I've already watched it so many times but I want to watch it like a third time just mm-hmm. to like you know really kind of dive into it because like you said it deals with law so well Mm-hmm. Um, and you never know somebody's story. Like here, you talk about that as an as an actor going into this, like how you brought on your personal life into this role. You know, it shows when you go into that research because it's helping people. You know, there's no telling who's going to look at it and going to be like, you know, I can deal with this loss this way. And everybody's, you know, that's a common thing. Everybody's afraid of death. Like they're afraid of something. Mm-hmm. So just being able to face it like that. And she was like, okay, I got to get these pictures out. I just got to face this. I can't keep living my life like this because this is my job now as part of Starfleet. So I got to understand how I'm going to deal with this. And, you know, even though I got to touch on this too, even though she didn't ask for help, because we know she is very capable. She's going to get it done. She's going to get the job done. Exactly. Paul Wesley as James Kirk showed up and I was laughing. The the scenes that you guys had between some moments, like her punching them out, I thought was hilarious. Mm -hmm. I I was was like, it was just like, it was just a cool, like, how was that on set with you guys? Because it was such a cool, like friendship chemistry that you didn't expect. Because I would think the yeah. first time he's on there would be like, you know, with uh, Leon or something like that. You know, like his character would come in in that way, not necessarily 
with um yours. So I was like, this is really cool how they kind of played that in there. How was that for you guys acting on set? It was wonderful. I think the uh, uh, because that episode was so intense for me, those uh, uh, moments of comedy, those moments of levity were so, were so precious for me, for my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so to be playing opposite Paul Wesley as Kirk, uh, uh, who really does serve as the sort of um, uh, uh, diffusing um, uh, uh, point person for her, the the, the somebody who... Uh, wants to keep her smiling and wants to keep uh, uh, keep her laughing and, and keeping her sane kind of uh, yeah, uh, yeah. she is driving herself a little nuts uh uh but yeah playing opposite Paul Paul's great Paul's a fantastic actor and a, a lovely person to play opposite I've been a fan of his for a while so it was really awesome to just work with him uh uh and yeah he as Kirk but also just like Paul being Paul he was uh-huh. it, it was just really great to have him there and be able to work with him uh uh because me I'm someone who acting yes is acting it's it's professional pretend playing but I take w- when we're doing emotional stories that uh, uh touch so close to home for me I stay in that headspace probably a little longer than I need to um uh-huh. and so to have somebody there who a I already look up to majorly as an actor in this industry but also be someone whose character is playing somebody who's really uplifting my character it was just really uh, uh, awesome to have uh, uh, he, he was a great um uh, uh, scene partner just because if we were doing dark 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 intense intense and sad 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 the whole episode through people would get exhausted i would get exhausted and so we really needed him for those moments of lightness and levity those little uh uh, uh sparkles and flecks of of, of joy yeah. in really dark moments mm-hmm. uh again all about showcasing uhura's humanity i think uh uh kirk pulls a a very necessary lightness and joy from Uhura that she needs in that episode so it was wonderful to play opposite him yeah I can't wait like there's so you could we could just keep talking about this episode forever because there's so many different layers you know like her being a boss her being able to fight like we can see some of her fight techniques in mm-hmm. I got to do some fight choreo I was very excited about that yeah that looked like it was it was definitely cool I don't want to tell them too much because I want them to go and check this out and watch it a couple times just in case just okay, I don't know, but you guys get ready for the choreo and the fight scenes. And, you know, the wave cap. I was like, all right, keeping the hair on point. I just like every little facet of this that, that was pulled in that could have been like any little detail could have just been skipped over, you know, yeah. that's important to Black women or our culture. And I just love that every little intricacy was put into this episode. And you could tell you thought about it. You could tell the creative team behind, the writers, like everybody's, you know, totally. thinking about so many details of this. Yeah. Yeah, our, our, so many of the details... It really is a testament to the creative team, to our costuming team, to our writing team, to my director, Dan Liu. Um, And I honestly, my part of it was just showing up with the emotional battery with the yeah, the, yeah. the my job is to show up and to telegraph and, and, and communicate how this person is feeling what she wears, uh, 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 what she says, what she, how she moves is really out of my control more often than not. 
Um, and so to have a creative team that is so devoted to showcasing all of her experience, not just her as a Starfleet officer, but as a Black woman in a professional setting, uh, uh, so much of that was, was a collection of brain power that had nothing to do with me. And I just feel really taken care of. And really, uh, uh, I feel as though this character, while I care about her so much, that is my baby and I ride for her, uh, uh, I know that the people who are really in charge of the storytelling uh, uh, beyond the acted aspect of it, they also care for her and they also are, are, are really prioritizing her protection and how she represents herself. And so it, it, I really, really, really lucked out. Listen, we looked out too to be able to watch you and I cannot wait. If this is episode six, I cannot wait to see how the season is going to go. Man, like I think I'm be on the edge of my seat. This is intense. It's crazy. It's so fun to watch. You guys make sure like by the time you hear this episode, at least six episodes of Star Trek Strange New World will be out. Paramount Plus, go check it out. You know, get your watch party on. Check it out. Okay, before we let you go, Celia, I want to ask you, I saw on your Instagram profile, you had something about Merwitch. So I was like, yes. is she into the mermaid? The mermaid setting here, the little water magic. So what's the what's the deal with the mermaids? Because listen, I'm a fan too. I'm like, I need an all show. Like we have a black mermaid with Allie, but I want like yes, all I need like a black full women. Show. Yeah, yes. I, want a, I want a show. I want a show on some network. I don't know who's going to pick it up, but I want that show. Somebody do it and also do it when I'm done with Star Trek so you can cast me. Yeah. Uh, I, I have never grown out of my mermaid phase. Um, I... I am a Pisces. I'll never shut up about astrology. It is very important <laughs> to me. Um, and so, as Pisces being the fish of the uh, of the uh, of the astrological wheel, right, I just right. find like me being part human, part fish, mermaids. Duh. Uh, uh, so I like, I like, I like it. I like, it. I like it. a little bit of a merwitch. Well, hopefully, I'm like you know. After you finish the season, hopefully somebody's listened to this. Let's put it out in the universe. Let's go ahead and get our casting together. Yes, all black yes. women mermaid show i'm here for it i need it i need it and i and i want to be in it so the timing's got to be right because i never want to leave track but i also really want to play a mermaid someday yeah, yeah like i hope we get the time yeah that would be so cool that would be dope. all right we put it out in the universe so hopefully somebody's listening to us and the, and the stars will align thank you thank <laughs> you ma'am thank you so much Aaliyah, for talking to me i appreciate it of course of course happy to do this with you i'll see you next time all right see you next time The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.